oftentimes when I'm pitching clients or prospective clients, I walk them through what I think the candidate journey is. So today I thought it would be a good topic for anybody watching for Charles and I to talk about if we were going to go buy a franchise, what would our candidate journey be? Because if we give you guys those insights, and again, it's, it's pulling from our, our guts, then perhaps you'll know where you need to make sure you have your story. Coming up next. Now, neither of us have ever uh, bought a franchise as a franchisee. I don't think you have, have you? No. So it's not like we're going to be the best experts at this, but in general, I figure us giving our insights, off-the-cuff insights on how we would even go about searching uh, a brand collectively, we might be able to come up with a pathway here of where you need to make sure your brand story is because that's going to happen. So Charles, to make it easy so I don't put you on the spot with this because I've obviously thought about this, um, I'll, I'll explain my my approach, uh, and then you fill in the gaps. So um, what I always say is something's going to trigger me. Uh, It could be an article. It could be a franchise trade magazine. It could be um, I'm standing at a coffee shop and it says become a business owner. Like something's going to trigger me to even think about franchising. And then once I've settled in on franchising, now there's there's a few different routes that happen here. There are people that you know walk into a burger brand and say, "Boy, that was the best burger I ever had. I would love to own this." And we gain the insight later on that they only looked at one brand. That doesn't mean they didn't do due diligence on that brand, which we're going to get into. But they only looked at one brand. And then there's folks that one step further up the funnel, uh, they are uh, in general saying, "Okay, I want to own a franchise brand. I don't know where to go." Now, in my opinion, most of those that our generalists into franchising end up with a franchise broker uh, because a broker has a good inventory and they're able to say, I don't know what I, what I'm passionate about or what I want to buy. I need help. Um, And the broker community has done a great job at, at capturing those candidates to be able to coach them through. But after I've decided franchising makes sense, I'm going to search the category that I want to be in and see what exists in a Google search. The first page of the Google search becomes deeply valuable on two sides. Uh, the ads that appear, Google ads, um, and then whatever links exist in the first page of a Google search. I'm going to click through those. I might go to Entrepreneur Magazine. They have a really good database of brands in a category to get a sense of what what exists there. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to narrow it down to somewhere probably between three and five brands that create interest for me that I'm intrigued by within that category. I'm going to start performing diligence on them. On a baseline, I want to see how much it costs to get involved in those. And I might even chart this out to try to create an apples to apples comparison. Number of units they have in the market that I want. How, how many units um, do they currently have? Um, and uh, who are those franchisees? Um, I might go to, I, for me, I would probably go to Wisconsin's database of FDDs and see if I can find a copy of their FDD uh, to start reading through it and trying to create a comparable note. Um, I'm going to go to their website as a baseline um, to see how are they positioning this opportunity. Um, I'm going to go on LinkedIn. I'm going to look at their their leaders. This is all step one. This isn't even me inquiring. This is me doing the research. So I'll stop there and let you go, Charles, on things that you would do differently or in addition to. 
Yeah, I mean, there's so many different avenues and you don't know when. So when I'm having calls with clients and especially new clients and I find it to be a compelling brand, I, I get excited, right? So for me, I know, I, I don't know how I would approach it. it. It's, is it downsizing in corporate America? Or is it wanting a change in my life? But what I do know is, for me, the brand mission vision of the team coupled with unit economics is what's gonna motivate me. And now on my pathway and my journey, I probably, unless I'm leaving corp, if I'm leaving corporate America, I'm going the broker route. If I am a business owner or I'm looking for something extra and I have that entrepreneurial urge, I'm going to research and do those searches. Then I'm going to start landing on a category and maybe, you know, company A in the industry has really great information, but I don't feel the connection. I'm going to go research that category. And then for me, what I'm going to do, I'm going to hone in on and live on their website, at least initially. And then maybe after a period of time, I'm going to reach out to them. And I think franchisors need to, we're, we're all focused or most business owners, I, I won't say we're all, we're not. Mo, where business owners fail and where franchisors fail is they try to do too much in that first interaction, that first ad, that first website. They're trying to sell a franchise as opposed to start a conversation. So I'd be looking for the brand that is really equipped and thought through the conversation. I think one of the one of the insights as, as you're just talking about that, and we, we've, we've said this isn't, brand, brands are not taking as much credit for this as they should. Um, is the culture piece. Yeah. I know that's such like a, like yeah. a broad stroke term, but like, as you were talking, I was like, if I, if I think culture and I think leader and who would I buy from who not, not saying there's not tons of great people, but I thought mentally while you were talking, I was like, who in our conversations wowed me. And I go, I go back to, I go to Big B uh, right away. I'm like, even if I don't want to own a coffee business, those guys make me feel confident that they're going to have my back. And so you think about that and, and that's for me, I'm, I, and I'm not going to buy a coffee business uh, currently. I, I did have a dream about buying a building for our company that is now remote in 23 States, but that we would buy a building and we would operate a coffee shop in the downstairs. So if I were going to do that, I might reach out to uh, the Big B folks and say, can I open a Big B? Well, but, by the way, just as an aside, my partial dream still is to have a food truck in our parking lot. I have this whole dream there with that, but whatever. See, but, but I mean, like, if you think about it, the culture piece ends up being so essential. And I will say like, I am, I'm helping a friend go through a process right now on buying a franchise. Uh, we're not looking at the whole category. Like we, we landed on, these are the, this is the leadership team that makes sense. Like they, they get it. And they're going to have your back and they're, they're the right human beings. And so we're not looking at the whole category. It's, it's a one brand thing. Um, so I, I like as much, much crap as I've given you in the past about videos and stuff on, on a website, like it's probably the pathway of least resistance to give a glimpse into who leaders are from a personality standpoint. 
uh, and how do they feel about franchisees? I could also give you uh, 10 leaders, which I won't, that I would never buy a franchise from. Uh, and some of those uh, are on the franchise development side, not on the executive leadership side, but they they chase the dollar so hard that it just wouldn't align with me culturally. Does that mean it can't be done? No, but I think, I think culture goes up the top. So in the research stage, I I do want to see I want to see the people behind the brand. Well, but so it, it, it's again it's easy for someone to bypass culture, put it in a category or a team. Oh, we did our vision statement. Here's our core values. So our culture's done. That's not culture, right? And so brands that get you excited. So the power of a great culture is it's genuine. And if it's genuine, it's going to bleed into everything from the, your brand, the, how, even the, the, the terms you use to categorize your products or services, everything's just going to bleed from that culture and everyone, you know, where brands don't get it right or their culture is not as genuine as it can be. And it's not because they're not good people. It's just because they may be distracted on other things. They only dug down to level one of their culture. Whereas a team, they need to dig down to level 10 and just understand like at the core level, why we exist, that should flood and permeate everything. My biggest frustration is, um, you know, I'll see brands and, Thankfully, they're not clients. And they'll say, Charles, I'm not gaining traction, right? Um, or they're in broker groups and broker organizations. And you look at their brand, their broker sheets, their whatever. They're a gym or they're a coffee shop. But that's their category, right? Right? They're not focused. And so that's why they don't, brokers don't get excited, Um you may be spending money on, on paid ads. You just may have sold a franchise for your competitor, right? Because if they, you're spending the dollars, maybe I'm interested in a gym category, but there is no culture. There's no brand, maybe unit level economics are comparable really, you know, okay. But now I go research the category and I find these are the guys I want to be with. They believe in transforming lives. The founder's story was, he or she, you know, had a mobile, you know, a, a, an issue they overcome, right? And built a great business. And now they're dedicated to X. That's where, I, that's where the franchise sale happens. Well, then, you know, while you're just talking, I think that, not that this is on par with research, but I do think, you know, that's probably where like some of these outsourced franchise sales groups, they build such good cultures with the brokers, yes. like parties, yeah. events, like it's all about like, like, you know, them by like you, you, these folks walk into the room and they get hugged by the brokers. It's because they built the culture with the broker. They don't have to build it with the candidate. They built it with the broker. That's why they work. And, but, but you can carry that on over that your discovery day, eight hours in a boardroom doesn't do it. it like, like you, you got to look at all aspects of how are you making someone feel like they're part of it. I just got off. Uh, I was doing a webinar with Sylvan uh, where I, I, on a monthly basis, I have franchisees give me their stories that we use as a part of their sales process. Uh, three franchisees, all of them talking about the team of franchisees. They're like, 
don't do this alone. You can call all the franchisees. Franchisees are here to have your back. They're here to give you information. And it was like, you hear this and it's like, they're talking about the culture of the franchisees being on each other's team that they're like, we have friends who are in other franchise brands. They, they don't get, they don't have this. Like the franchisees see each other at conferences, but they don't, they don't interact like this. Well, and it's interesting. What's really interesting about the Sylvan example, and I'm just reflecting on uh, when we had the great return conference, I think on Franex, some Sylvan franchisees, but and th- what I'm about to say is another example of how certain elements of culture don't need to be flashy and cheering sessions but what 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 blew me away about Sylvans when speaking with their management team franchisees is I'm like wow they're like a technology company also, right? And so that's a part of culture, and it may not be the flashy thing that on a website, but if part of that culture is you know we're a technology company and we're going to equip you for success or we're going to provide you with these tools. That's a big element. And that doesn't just happen in isolation. That happens from a culture that's focused on how do we support and help them succeed and, and, and what's our advantage in the marketplace. So I bring it up because, you know, we talk about a lot of feel good stories and marketing, but sometimes that culture and that great discovery day is a deep dive into technology that people don't even think about sometimes. Yeah, so I think what we're trying to say here is, okay, if we're looking at the franchise opportunity, if we're going about researching, buying it, we're, Charles, you said you get to that website fast and you spend significant amount of time like diving into yeah. what what is the story that they're sharing on there. Um, I'm telling you that I'm, I'm using the web as a resource. I'm using some publications as resources uh, to get a sense of what's in the category. Um, collectively, that, that gives you a few things. On your website, are you answering the culture question? Are you taking credit for all the hard work that you've put in operationally? Um, are you uh, giving a, a category comparison? Like, how do you stand against the rest of the category and why you? Uh, and I, I, don't, I don't see a lot of brands doing that. I, I talked about this um, a little bit last time that we talked was, I would love to see on a website, say category comparison, almost like, you know, when you go to buy a, some sort of SaaS platform, it has all the check marks on what you get in each of the categories based on what, what package you sign up for them. When you like click on pricing, I want to see the same thing there. Like show me the comparison on what is our franchise fee? How much operating capital do we need? What does item 19 say? How many units do we have? How many States are we in? How many franchisees added units in the last year? You give me that roadmap. And even if you don't publish it completely, you can hold some of that behind a, a paywall, paywall, a, like a, a, just a, con- a content wall so that I have to give you my information to achieve this or earn it. But like, give me that stuff so that you're giving me the tools to do my homework. Like, I think that was a, that was a big insight with our Lightbridge franchisee. Uh, when you're saying oh, yeah. like, you know, it takes me six months before to make this move. Well, right. But in those six months, you don't just go and learn about Lightbridge on day one and then come back six months later. You're in the process. He was in the process of researching and gaining more information. So if you don't give, like you don't fill those gaps, like you, I, I think as a franchisor, you have two options. Option one is set it and forget it, which is you build a landing page, it says franchising. There's no YUI now. There's a form. And now what you're relying on is you're relying on the stories that exist in the universe 
uh, and the quality of your product to push franchisees forward. That's a reactive approach. Or you proactively, on the, on the other side, you say, I'm going to take all the things that people need. I'm going to give them the tools on my websites. I'm going to give them the tools around the web, PR, marketing, uh, links, whatever exists out there to give them the resources so that when they go through this, they can feel confident uh, in this process. Is one better than other? In my opinion, yeah. You've, you fill up your funnel with as much support material as possible. Does that mean you can't succeed if you just build a landing page? Uh, no, you will succeed. If you if you have a business that makes money, automatically you are going to start winning, no matter what. Um, but, you know, if you're... If the opportunity is more like a chia pet and takes a little bit of water and sunlight to get it going, then make sure you're 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 answering those questions so that the 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 candidate doesn't come to their own conclusions that might not be the truth. Yeah, I, I, I think a great point, and, and it's a good analogy with Lightbridge Academy because that was a very experienced franchisee family and they were evaluating you know, what systems the franchisor has in place. But what you said about, I think it's really important because people do get stuck when they're working on their media, when they're working on their website, you said, or you asked the question, are you taking credit for all the hard work you're putting into the systems? Right. And so people get stuck when they talk about culture and whatever. And sometimes there's these superficial things. But if you do a deep dive into what you're doing and why you're doing it, that's demonstrating where your focus is. And that's how people genuinely evaluate your culture and whether or not it's genuine. So don't overlook all these steps you're taking. And you may say our competitors do it also, and that's fine too. But what's your focus on it? And you know that was a great differentiator when we spoke to the Lightbridge uh, Academy franchisee. Well, that's the thing. I think I think everything that we're providing here is we're trying to lay out like what is your roadmap to wh where do you start? I and we we hear this with a lot of franchisors that we talk with. Like, I'm lost. Um, and so when they're lost, they they go and sign up with the brokers. They sign up with the portals. But that's all tactics. That's not the strategy side. And what we're saying here is take take the opportunity uh, to deliver your story there. I don't. Do I think a sizzle video uh, is motivating? Yeah, when you hear the the thumping of, of the music. Um, see, I could go like this. When, when you hear the thumping of the music um, and like the flashiness of what is behind the brand and it cuts to the testimonials, do I think those videos are awesome? I do. Do I think even some of the interviews that we did on here, making it onto uh, your website can help oh, yeah. the case? Absolutely. Because it's, it's this and this above, like, like that's how Charles and I both uh, got married. Like we had this and, and, and this, <laughs> not, not this. <laughs> exactly right. So yeah, no, that, no, it, and it's genuine, right? So, so that, that's for sure. So the, the checklist is, as I hear it is when you search the category, where do you appear? Are you on page five? Are you on page one? If you're not on page one, consider buying a Google ad. 
And don't just send the Google ad blank, blankly to your site. Send them to some sort of brochure that can download why you why you can win as a franchisee in your brand. That's that's one. Uh, two, people don't know what franchising is in most cases. It doesn't hurt for you to give your viewpoint on why franchising works for your brand. That could be in a written form. It could be in a in a video form. It could be in a in a vocal form. Um, then make sure that you're you're given just the, the baseline information on how you're going to be compared with other brands, cost to get in, uh, item 19 comparison, depth of team, number of existing franchisees growing, uh, number of states you're in. Like get, just make sure the the blocking and tackling is done on your site, um, and then start going to work on on building out content or videos or, or support materials that either can can start by living on your website. Um, but then make sure that you're, you're promoting those, promote them on your LinkedIn, uh, promote them on your emails, like get the message out there. Don't, don't let it just live and die on your site. Like actually go, go market it. That that's where I would start. Um, no, Charles, I'm, I'm on track with that. The only thing I'm adding, don't be blind to your culture, right? You think, you know what you don't pause and we'll put this in our newsletter. So everyone out there, if you haven't subscribed to a newsletter, you could go to franxlaunch.com and join our Facebook community. But go take your website, pick your three competitors, and go have a gut check with your team. And just say, based on our website and our competitors, what's the one word I would use to describe our culture? How would you describe the culture of your competitors? What are you looking at to discern this? And I think it's a good opportunity to, to assess and have a genuine conversation with your team. There you have it. And for anybody that's watching this on Facebook, add comments below. If there's other things that you do or you're a franchisee who has made it this far into our video, uh, add some support. This is part of why these videos become social. So that's uh, how we would go about researching the buying and buying a franchise. Frenex, see ya.